Welcome to the Creating Love Together podcast. We are your host, Tim and Jamie Holloway. And we come at you twice a week, giving you the lowdown on everything. Everything. That sounded juicy. It did. <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Creating Love Together podcast. About time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we've been so busy going like crazy. Um, right now it is the Christmas holiday and our kids, uh, half of, no, two of our kids are with their parents. And, uh, so we are other parents, other parents. So we are home alone. <laughs> some, some good well, things happen when we're home alone. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, we have our 17 year old home. Um, he didn't leave to go to his father's for Christmas. Um, but he has a full-time job. Like yesterday he worked 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Yeah, yeah. And his normal day is like 9 to 6. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's gone all the time. Yeah, so we've been uh we've been chilling. Mostly we we focused on a lot of work, but the last 3 days have been kind of uh very relaxing. Like I, I don't remember the last time where I took a took a break like this it's really nice it's been so nice yeah it's almost been weird not like if we're sitting on the couch watching a show it's almost weird not to have the laptop on your lap or on my lap or on our phones working or whatever like it's been so weird but it's so nice it is it's a little bit hard for me because it's hard for me to because your mind doesn't stop working yeah my mind doesn't stop working (laughs) (laughs) it's a little tough for me but um i think after the initial like breakthrough uh playing music you know watching tv together going out doing you know it's kind of fun right it's so nice (laughs) now you know why i try and stop working at three in the afternoon yeah i think i need a couple more days of this (laughs) uh yeah when do you have to like when are you guys gonna start working again uh well officially uh back on next monday but uh, there's quite a bit of stuff that needs to be done before then but gotcha at any rate we're glad to be doing this podcast we finally got enough air to breathe to think and and uh, we have another mic and we have another mic so we're gonna sound good again yeah so we were trying to do um both on our phones with uh, uh really good mics but um there's lag time in between recording and we constantly have to adjust that. It was real. Pain it was in a the pain butt. in the butt and took yeah. forever to edit. No fun. No. So we're back. We're back. <laughs> we're gonna. We got a, uh, some serious topics. Uh, you know, we were watching this uh, show last night. Um, it's really hard for me to get in the show and stay in the show. Very uh, hard. Yeah, it's like my attention span is just like not not there but every once in a while we'll watch a show where where it really grabs you and uh this was a show um what, what what's the name of that show honey uh <laughs> <laughs> what's the name of the lady uh, so the lady is it, her first name is either marianne or mariana something van zeller yeah yeah um totally look her up she we've seen her on at least two shows now but possibly even another one yeah um this one, I think it's called like Inside America or something That's like that. That's what it was. Well, yeah. she does some crazy stuff to just to She's give people crazy. like a backstory. Like she'll go into like Africa and to the, to the gangs that are doing all of these um, 
uh, calls and, and, and to gullible men and, and extorting money and doing all this stuff. Going or to Mexico to like the Columbia cartel and yeah, like with the, the some of the highest people in the cartel and she's interviewing them. Yeah. She's crazy. Yeah, she is crazy. Like, yeah. there's no way you would ever let me do that. <laughs> there's no way I would ever do that. <laughs> yeah. So she had one. Uh, well, we were watching one last night and it was about uh, human trafficking. And uh, it was really, really um, good eye-opening. I've, I've seen a lot of material yeah. like that because um, I used to work in a treatment center and we had trainings on um, uh, sex exploitation of minors and stuff. So I'm very familiar with the the current problem, you know, that's going on in society. But uh, watching it again was a, a real eye opener and sad, you know, how it these, was so sad. Yeah. And it was crazy because like at one point she had went into like this like massage parlor, you know, and she comes out and this guy had been in there and he was a John or a pimp or whatever. And he was trying to recruit her to be one of his chicks. Yeah. I'm like, WTF? Like there was no, Seriously? no shame or anything whatsoever. And he was smooth. He was so smooth about it. I could see why vulnerable women and young girls would fall into that. He was smooth. Yeah. Well, there was this one girl who... Um, who was very young at the time of that this take place. She talked about after school being at a gas station, like kind of a hangout and what that reminded yeah, me well, of. And she was waiting to be picked up by her parents because she played basketball. Right, right. Uh, and it kind of reminds me of, you know, our, our city and the way our city works too, is uh, the gas station is right across the street from the high school and the, uh, and the gas station is a hangout for kids. Oh yeah, there's so many kids there. That's where kids go. Yeah. That's prime picking for sex traffickers. <laughs> right. And then so he, you know, he comes into this situation and lures a, a normal teenager through flattery, you know, and she she ends up in the sex trade. That just like that baffles me and it angers me, you know. Yeah. Oh, I totally get that. I you know, I've been like I've worked with girls who have been raped and molested and all that, but I've never worked with anyone from the sex trade, um, the sex industry and all that. like, I've just never done that. And so for me, it's like, holy crap. Yeah. Like it just gets you emotional. Yeah. Uh, this is like a very serious, uh, we'll, we'll be lighthearted in a second, but, um, you know, in my experience in the treatment center, we, we had a client whose, whose mom pimped him out. Uh, uh, a young boy and it's like the <laughs> you know seeing the depravity and, and stuff of of this kind of uh, situation um you know it's eye-opening but i think it's really important to see because um you know this is taking place probably in every uh major city you know across the united states and that's yeah. just like crazy it is it's it's so crazy and it's so sad and it can happen to anybody. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk uh, for a minute about like control and manipulation inside of a, a marriage because I think this kind of correlates and then we can get a little bit more uh, uh, away from the hard and heavy stuff. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the way the uh, the pimp uh, got in there and he was like the Romeo, the Romeo yeah. pimp, like promising the the world and You're all. You're my girl. <laughs> I'm going to treat you good. Yeah. 
We watched uh, <laughs> uh, instead of the treatment center, we watched a whole um, a series on that on how they uh, manipulate and stuff in and. The Romeo pimps, like you talk to them in, they literally interviewed them and said, oh, we treat our girls good. You know, in the old days of like slapping people around and like yeah. stuff, it's like they, they've switched their model to like honey. And that is like smooth words and manipulation flattery. and being the good guy, the flattery, you know, until, you know, they get them home. Anyways, inside of a, a marriage, this, if a person is like immature and they're in this like insecure mindset, they can like really practice some of these same like manipulation stuff that uh, that kind of exploits the people that you love yeah. just by manipulation and control, you know? Yeah. And um, it's, it's a sad thing to um, think about, but it does happen inside of a marriage, you know? Oh, it happens all the time. I mean, and I don't even think that... No, I don't think that all people are even aware that they're doing it. Yeah. It could just be they're completely unaware. Maybe that's how their dad was or their mom was. And they, they just learned it and they're not aware. Maybe they don't know that there's a better way out there to, to do things. Yeah. Well, it's, it's crazy about this. I, I would, I would uh, say it's like a learned behavior. So yeah. I learned that. Uh, I learned to operate in this fashion because uh, it works, right? It, it, it uh, yeah. uh, if you're selfish and you're like, I want to get what I want uh, from another person with no regard to what they want, and uh, I have developed skills to to go about and do that, then I get stuck in this pattern because it perceives to, it, it it works. It, it gets gets me what I want. So it's like kind of disgusting. And it's like yeah. selfish and it's like all of those things that, uh, that can really destroy a marriage. Um, yeah, not good. Not good. <laughs> yeah. So how do you overcome that? How do you get past it? Um, how yeah. do you change? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. You know, listening to a, a, a podcast like this, you know, in relationships really, um, examining yourself and saying, you know, am I, am I manipulating? Because it goes both ways, right? Yeah. Like women can manipulate men, men can yeah. manipulate women. It's, you know, anybody who's being controlled can feel the nasty feelings when, yeah. they, when they are being controlled or if they're continually being controlled, you know? Yeah. Um, so those nasty feelings I think are, are really important to examine, you know? Because nobody yeah. who's like, nobody likes being controlled, right? No, Can you, you try to control like I, me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fun with that one. It's funny. JB's uh, uh, personality profile is that she does uh, what she wants, when she wants, and how she wants. And with who I want. <laughs> <laughs> and with who she wants. Yep. Uh, at any rate, having... Uh, control inside of a relationship, uh, it's going to lead to nasty feelings. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean like the relationship needs to be destroyed. Uh, but what it does mean is like, um, you're going to have to like, look at those nasty feelings and see why you're feeling them. Uh, if you're constantly feel like you're, um, you're being violated in some way or manipulated or forced to do something, 
Um, you can either recognize it and deal with it, or you can uh, uh, not deal with it and stuff it, which I think a lot of people do. So that yeah. when you talk about change, I would think that would be the first part of change. Well, and you know, every more we talked about this the other day after we were done reading the Bible, you know, we read it every morning and then we discuss it. Um, we were talking about, uh, <laughs> I what totally spaced off what I was, um, spaced off what I was going to say. We were talking about, what were you just saying? Well, I was talking about recognizing manipulation and control. Um, you know, and that's kind of really the first part towards healing is like seeing that, uh, being willing to address that, you know? Okay. I don't remember what I was going to say. I need to get a notepad and write stuff down next time. <laughs> okay. So, go on. okay. Anybody who's like, um, you know, in a situation like that. Oh, this is what I was going to say. So how many times have you heard people say, I am in this relationship because God put me here? Oh yeah. Yes. We did talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, my husband's abusing me. But I can't leave because God put me here. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm being manipulated or I'm being controlled, but I can't leave because God put me here. Yeah. It baffles me when people say that because it's like, do you really think God wants you in this place where you're being hurt? Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't. Take what you could, you've learned from that situation and move on because yeah. God wants you to be happy. Yeah. You know, I could totally, uh, when, when, when you talk about that, I think of my, uh, grandmother, uh, you know, she was born in like 20 or thirties right in there. Yeah. Uh, I forget exactly. Uh, but her parents were born like in 19, uh, or 1890 right in there. So yeah. we're talking about that generation there that, uh, being raised in the South in the Bible belt and the religious mindset, um, the women, you know, they weren't equipped to, um, take care of themselves and they didn't yeah. have, uh, jobs, you know, during that era, uh, the men only worked. What that created though, was a heavy, heavy dependence upon, upon the man. Yeah. And so the thought and idea of leaving that man meant that you were leaving like, um, everything that you know about security and safety and life and all of those things that um that decision was a super super hard decision to make yeah um, you know nowadays though um because i you know i give my grandma a little mercy for for staying with the, uh my grandfather who was who was a real asshole uh we won't go into detail on that but, you know, the religious mindset that keeps the women stuck is kind of like it's losing its hold. And I think it's losing its hold because women can take care of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, it is great. Obviously, we've both been divorced, so we're believers in divorce. But I think society, yo, society always goes from one extreme to the other. You know, back in the day, it was like the women don't leave their husbands. You, yeah. you can't own land. You can't get a job. You can't support yourself. Like you're screwed without your husband. Right. Right. Now it's like, how many women do you know that go into marriage and they're like, if it doesn't work out, it's not a problem. We'll just get divorced and I'll move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. So you've went from one extreme <laughs> to the other and it's like, well, no, you should be getting married to have that marriage last the rest of your life. 
if you go in with the mentality is, oh, if it doesn't work out, I'll just leave. No big deal. Right, right. Like, what the heck's wrong with that? When yeah. I, the day I married you, I married you for life. Yeah. Now, if you start beating me, I'm gone. I, when we got married. <clears throat> so I'm thankful. I just want to add that, that, that society. And I think it, I've seen it happen in my own life, in my spiritual life where it's like, you know, when you first get like spiritually alive that you, you, you go to the extreme side of like, um, things and then you start loosening up and become a little bit normal. Sometimes you swing up to the other side a little far, but I think what you're getting at here is the moderation of life. I'm thankful that it swung the other way and it gave women, you know, some authority and power in their own lives. But, you know, obviously the extreme is the, the, uh, extreme feminism and stuff like that. So what I feel like you're talking about here is that, you know, come into a sense of like moderation. Yeah. You, know, you got to have things. a happy yeah. medium. Don't stay with some man who's abusing you. You deserve so much more than that, but don't get divorced over the laundry. <laughs> like I, you know, like I was going to say, it I'm was like, fight about the laundry. <laughs> oh yeah. It's important. <laughs> um, but when we got divorced, I went into it knowing when we got divorced, when we got married, I went into it knowing that no, unless it's an extreme situation where I'm getting abused or kids are abused or something, I'm here to stay. And no matter what problem comes up in our relationship, I'm here to work it out with you. Yeah. So there's a, uh, there's a spiritual overtone that still has continued, uh, in society. Uh, for example, I was, um, uh, I'm in a men's group and I talked to a men on, on Facebook and this man's uh, wife was, um, as, is unfaithful again. And it's just a repeated pattern. And he, uh, produced a Bible scripture to, to make him feel okay about staying in the relationship and, and suffering through it. And, and this is, this is where God has him right now. And it's God's will for his life and stuff like that. So even though, you know, we've progressed far, there's still a spiritual overtone of, you know, enduring this uh, pain and suffering and unfaithfulness and all these different things. And, and obviously if you're in that situation, then your life is pretty miserable. Let's, let's yeah. be honest. If your wife is, you know, the town hoe, then, you know, you're probably pretty miserable. Yeah. Um, to think that, you know, uh, this is the will of God for your life and that um, God wants you to suffer through it and that, you know, someday he'll change his, change her heart or something. Um, that belief is still strong uh, in the world today. And it's and it's really sad. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's sad. It's like, why don't you think you're worth better than that? Yeah. Or why don't you like put your foot down and be assertive and say, you know what, uh, uh, this is the line drawn in the sand. And if you're going to cross that line, then there are going to be consequences. This is what I think um, that people are scared to establish. Although um, Christianity actually empowers us to to make that stand and that standard and stick to it, yeah. not be weak and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so I want to talk about the subtlety of uh, um, control, though. Okay. Because um, like these Romeo pimps were doing, uh, that's funny how we, 
do an episode and correlate it to marriage. But these Romeo pimps were. <laughs> That's were, how uh, we roll. <laughs> they were very subtle, man. They were uh, so su- smooth. So smooth, super subtle. It's kind of like this that um, uh, I'll use fishing as an example the, the allurement of the bait that fishing it's flashy. In the dark? <laughs> I like Sorry. fishing in the dark. Baby. I just had to say it. <laughs> you and me going fishing in the dark. <laughs> Okay, if you haven't fished in the it. dark lately, I, I, I recommend that you go fish in the dark. <laughs> um, so uh, <clears throat> you messed up my whole mindset. I'm oh, sorry. the allurement of the bait. <laughs> yeah, it's like pretty. It's flashy. It's, yeah. it's smooth. Kind of reminds me of Michael Jackson's smooth criminal. And uh, uh, a lot of times these criminals are very smooth. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, inside of a relationship, what he hears like, uh, uh, he seems so wonderful. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, he seems so... He like, said all the right words. I'm a lawyer. You're going to be my girl. I'm going to take care of you. Yeah. You are so special. So, so special What woman me. doesn't want to hear that? Yeah. Especially one who has um, um, self-esteem issues, who has like their... Um, I'm spacing on the word... We'll just go with self-esteem. <laughs> well, yeah. So this is this is another way to combat this uh, thing because if we're um, secure, uh, and that is like we've kind of worked on ourselves and worked through our issues and stuff, the the flattery or the whatever the other person is given, it's not needed on our part. So therefore, you know, there there's not a hole for them to feel. I'm sorry. <laughs> That was a bad analogy. There's not a, a <laughs> void. There's not a void inside of our life where they can come and be the solution because yeah. we don't have a problem. Yeah. And so that's that's you know this uh, this manipulation uh, and men who manipulate and women do too. But I'm talking about men. If that initial uh, lacking is not there, then there's nothing for them to grab onto. Yeah. So, you know, security, self-worth and all those things are are super important. Well, and, you know, people like that, they know who to go after. They know just by looking, that woman is very secure. She has self-esteem. She's, you know, standing upright. She's very posed. I'm not going after her because she's going to turn me down. Yeah, yeah. They go after the ones who you can see that have self-esteem issues who don't have the self-worth that they should. They know who to go after. Yeah. When was the last time you saw an abusive man go after a strong, powerful woman? Yeah. You don't see that. Yeah. Well, yeah, because there's not... uh, They wouldn't put up with it. Yeah. You know, if somebody tried to flatter me, if a woman tried to flatter me, you know, I suppose if, you know, um, if there was an area of weakness inside of me... And or the you know a prolong of not getting that need met at home, then there would be a an empty spot inside of me that could be you know manipulated and stuff. So the the important thing is all this is to make sure you're healthy and whole. Yes, because a healthy and whole secure person is not going to be uh, flattered by these techniques. Yeah. yeah. So if you're dating and and you, and you know. Um, the Romeo is super, super thick. Yeah. Um, you know, just think uh, just for a little bit of time, give it a little bit more time to confirm that this uh, this Romeo is not a, a, 
a devil in disguise. And I think you, you'll find out soon enough because, um, you know, this kind of like, if you love me statements, this is the master yeah. tool of a manipulator. Uh, well, if you really loved me, you know, yeah. and then, so whatever's attached to the, to the back of that, um, you know, it's just a, a common manipulation tool, you know, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's good. That's, that's just exciting to be back. <laughs> it is exciting to be back. Yeah. I have, I can't tell you how many times I've said, honey, we have got to get another mic because we only have one. We got to get another one so we can, so we can start recording again. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm excited. It's good to be back. And, um, yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon.